the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Talking about what's working on Wall Street and why. Hopefully, I uh, get a chance to see you this weekend doing an event tomorrow. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the morning from 9 to noon. Uh, educational workshops designed for people 40 plus years old. Um, doing a little estate planning with attorney Michelle Lerman, who will explain the five biggest estate planning problems. CFP Chad Burton will be there talking reducing risk with diversification, tax reduction strategies, other wealth preservation, retirement planning concepts. I'm going to be going over some dividend stock ideas and much, much, much more. Uh, again, hope to see you out there tomorrow. Afternoon event? I'm not going to do it. So just not feeling right about it this time. So we're just doing one morning event and uh, canceling the afternoon event. Um, S&P 500 up 8 today, the Dow up 53, the Nasdaq's up 26. Investors are pulling out of Europe as the whole Ukrainian con uh not anyway, the whole Ukraine yeah, Ukrainian conflict I guess is what you would probably nicely refer to it. Putin issue. Um so mutual funds are cash now. Now on one hand, I understand short term. People are like, Putin's kind of, he's kind of a man. He's the only foreign leader I've ever seen who rides a horse topless and has a photographer there to document it. I know you're saying, did you just use male, topless, horse, modeling all in the same sentence? I kind of did. Um, so he's kind of macho, and he doesn't seem to be backing down in any way, shape, or form. U.S. throws sanctions, Europe throws sanctions, world throws sanctions, and uh, he's like, uh, I will eat my potato. And you're like, what? What? So it's kind of got Ukraine all kind of freaked out. Um, and it's kind of got, you know, people in Germany going, oh, you know, it's going to be tougher doing business. Sanctions means it's going to be tougher to do business. So a lot of outflows from easy-to-trade vehicles such as exchange-traded funds, often seen in the past as an indicator of future investor sentiment. That could derail Europe's two-year equity rally, what with investors growing impatient with the European Central Bank. Lipper data uh, for 106 U.S. domiciled funds invested in European equities shows the longest streak of consecutive weekly outflows since 2011. Uh, over that period, investors withdrew $3.2 billion from funds. So... People had been expecting a quicker recovery. Um, we kind of got it. It was going okay. And now we're saying, okay, this whole Ukraine thing, we're going to sit on the sidelines and sort of wait a bit. JCPenney stock is higher in response to good earnings. JCPenney is one of those companies that had such bad numbers. You, you remember JCPenney's, right? Um, I haven't been in a JCPenney's in over 30 years. I remember the JCPenney's catalog better than I remember JCPenney's store. Growing up, getting that catalog, I'd be like, toys. I gotta, I gotta mark the toys that I'm gonna, you know, ask Santa for. So basically, my dad would hand me a catalog, Sears and JCPenney's, and say, you know, pick what you want for Christmas. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Um, and then I remember as a boy, you'd always like, go, let's go see what the young girls section, see if there's any pretty girls, <laughs> like. This is pre-internet, okay? Get off my back! This is pre-internet. Um, so we had catalogs. 
when I was your age, we had catalogs. You know, my dad would probably be like, when I was your age, we had wall, wall paintings. We had paintings on walls. Anyway, um, so JCPenney's basically fired their long-term executive three or four years ago, and they brought in a guy named Ron Johnson who did the stores for Apple, and he was lauded as a genius, trying to rearrange them so that, like, uh, instead of product arrangement, it was like television, media, audio, video. So you don't know that, but that's the magic of Apple stores is they're not arranged typically the way retail has always been arranged. Um, where does this go? Da, 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 da. Where does this go? It's a good question. Oh, okay. So Ron Johnson came in and uh, he even moved to Texas. J.C. Penney's is based out of Texas. He's like, I'm not even moving here. And he said, okay, we need to come up with little bars at J.C. Penney's. A jeans bar. We need maybe a perfume bar. Maybe we need a men's underwear bar. They came up with this concept of, like, let's go get the, the best products for each. And, you know, change the way JCPenney is done. Let's give away free haircuts on Sunday, Sunday so people will come into our stores. So pe- they'd give free haircuts to kids on Sundays. When you're in the store, you have to walk through a certain area. And, you know, on the way, the kids are kind of like, ma'am, look, it's cheesy poofs. I want some cheesy poofs, ma'am. So it didn't work. And their numbers went down, 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 down. So they fired Ron Johnson. And, you know, it took like four, five, six quarters for him to be basically proven as a loser. And then they hire someone else. And guess what? When you go from running like an eight-minute mile to a 15-minute mile, and you bring someone in who can now probably run a 12-minute mile. It's not as good as the 8-minute mile that you once had, but it's a lot better than the 15-minute mile. And uh, Ron Johnson's um, bad news is now being given an opportunity to be good news for someone else who could you know, just even slightly improve it, is the idea. So a little uptick this morning uh, in JCPenney's. Woo! And, you know, what's interesting about JCPenney's and Nordstrom and Macy's and Walmart and Target right now. We're, we're watching all these retailers, and, and most of the numbers aren't good. Most of the numbers are average to meh, bland, and that's not good because we're a nation of consumers. And if we look at the clock, it's August, and it's back to school, and this is the most important time for retailers to be having pretty good numbers. Back to school and Christmas. Uh, that's all I got for you today. I'm going to vocally fry you. You know, they're saying that vocally frying, there's actually studies now on vocal frying that you may not get a job if you interview. Vocal frying is when you go down to, like, hi, how are you doing today? And you can kind of hear the scratch in the voice. Some girls do this because it sounds sexy, they think. And... Let's, let's do a quick job interview. So, Rob, why should you come work at my radio station? Because I would be a good hire. And they're saying, like, it affects your possibility of getting a job if you do it. No duh, right? You sound like, um, how shall we say, maybe you eat with a cork in your fork. Like, you don't sound like the smartest person ever. But vocal frying, like, um, there's a whole thing there. And so women do it to kind of lure men. Young women do it. Millennials. Um, and you're like, hey, so where do, you, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I can't break this. I should do the whole show in this character. Hi, everybody. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. Stay tuned as I'll be talking with CFB Chad Burton. <laughs> it's just wrong on so many levels, right? Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Pick up the phone. You may call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We take a break here. We'll be right back.
so I promise not to do the show completely in vocal fry. But man, is it tempting. To hear things like Twitter is changing its policies following the harassment of Robin Williams' daughter. It's like, wouldn't that be great? No, 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 no! I can hear people yelling right now. So, we all know um, Robin Williams died. And I've got a great Robin Williams story that I'll tell when the time is right. It's not the most flattering Robin Williams story. Um, But his recent death reminded me of it. And when I tell it to you, I promise you, you're going to pee your pants. So it's probably like a diaper wearing Monday, if you're with me on that. So if I can get my radio company to get a sponsor, that'd be fantastic. Like it depends. This diaper moment brought to you by depends. Um, But Zelda Williams found herself being attacked by trolls on the internet. She wrote a beautiful little thing about her father on Twitter. And then people started sending her pictures of Robin Williams with a bag over his face, Robin Williams hanging with a noose around his neck, like, the internet's just filled with bullies and mean people. And what's great about this is we're now starting to talk about cyberbullying. And Twitter's actually doing something about it. Um, so Twitter's changing its policy. They've said they've kicked a couple people off. Um, unfortunately, all you need is an email address to get on Twitter, right? You don't need much more. And last time I checked, email addresses were pretty much so free. But at some point in time, you know, whether it be the trolling of Robin Williams' daughter or the tragic suicide of a high school girl in San Jose who was basically raped at a you know a party and pictures were thrown up on Facebook and other social media sites, then she later on kills herself. Um, at some point in time, we're going to take cyberbullying seriously as a nation, and I look forward to that day. And this is another step in that direction. Um, <clears throat> and I know, you're saying, Rob, you're getting soft on me. But again, it's one of the flaws in the business models. So Intel fixed a big problem of wearable technology. It's got some new smart earbuds. Battery life has been a big obstacle obstacle for anything wearable. Um, if a smartwatch's battery isn't making it too bulky to be considered attractive, then chances are it's not going to last long on a charge, right? So head-mounted devices sometimes require a battery pack, which can make them feel heavy, cumbersome, awkward. So engineers are still trying to work on better battery components, optimized for wearables. But Intel has figured out a power option that addresses this concern for smart earbuds. I work out, you know, I do a lot of like Stairmaster and ellipticals and things like that. So Intel and a company called SMS Biosport have come up with some earphones that are kind of unique. It's capable of measuring your heart rate, syncing with an app to tell you how many calories you've burned, how far you've gone. It's all tied towards earbuds, right? It's pretty cool. Um, But what makes it unique is that no battery is required. The headphones draw their energy from your phone through its audio jack, which is pretty cool. Intel said this is the first device of its kind to do so. So that's kind of the magic. So it's a wearable, again, that is doing things like measuring your heartbeat, how far you've run, but it's also being powered by the phone and not by the earbuds themselves. Now, there's still the cord that goes into it. Still a bit of a problem, right? So it's not totally wearable, like uh, independently wearable. And now you're saying, Intel? Intel, an earbud company? I I thought they were a processor company. I was at the gym the other day, and I was watching probably ESPN. I don't even know. I was dying of sweat. For the record, people, give me a little bit of privacy. I know that I do a little bit of television, and I know that it comes with the territory. And it's fine if you ever want to say hello at a restaurant, if you ever want to say hello on the street. But when I'm in the gym naked, taking a shower, or coming out of the shower, don't say, hey, aren't you that guy on TV? Like, that's not the moment I want to be recognized, like, uh, yes, I am. Hi. And then the guy follows me to my locker. I'm like, oh, I'm so upgrading to an executive locker, so I don't have to deal with this kind of stuff in the future. Um, very, very awkward. He watched me He watched me work out. Now, again, most of our w- women audience members, you totally understand this and how awkward it is to be ogled and such. But I don't know. Something I, I do not care for, the... Uh, 
getting attention when I'm working out. That's going to work out. Very important. I am very important. I'm kind of a big deal. People know I'm kind me. Kind of a big deal. And my favorite drink is. Let's see if I know my own favorite drink. When I drink it. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is scotch, scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. So I still haven't seen Anchorman too, which is kind of funny because Anchorman is probably my favorite comedy. I, I'm not one of those people who have you know one favorite movie. What's your favorite movie of all time? Ah, ah, Breakfast at Tiffany's. No, no. I've got like ten favorite movies. Favorite horror film. Uh, favorite comedy. Favorite movie that makes me cry like a baby. Um, but yeah, I still haven't seen Anchorman 2, and I don't know if I want to. It's, I'm kind of scared. So the first one was, it's just too right on. I work in television, and um, that's all I'm going to throw out there. Interesting. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, big seminar coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. We're only doing one seminar. We've canceled the afternoon session. We're doing the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 9 to noon educational workshop designed for people 40-plus years old looking for ways to generate income. CFP Chad Burton is going to talk about diversification. He's going to talk about tax reduction strategies, estate planning tips, bond alternatives, rebalancing your portfolio, portfolio asset allocation, how to pull your money out to make sure that it lasts till the day you die, income in retirement, much, much more. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com or my website, robblack.com. It's robblack.com. The afternoon session has been canceled. Do not sign up for it. Do not show up for it. Um, refunds will be given uh, immediately from for those who have signed up. But the morning session is still a good to go. Good to go. Or as a famous phrase once said, it's let's roll. Let's roll. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing it in more. Uh, I do have a new Twitter, follower on Twitter, just so you know. It's it's called Vocal Fry Girl, and uh, she's following me on Twitter. You can follow me at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. If you want to email the show, it's rob at robblackshow.com. Um, taking a look at the stock market today and the big stories out there. It's Friday. It's Aloha Friday, which for the record, I now see that they're using that on ESPN and I'm tired of it. They keep stealing my ideas. Ten years ago, 15 years ago, I was like, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, because I used to grow up watching game shows, and that was the fantastic angle. And now they're using it on Sports Center all the time. Come on, guys. Come on. What's your favorite movie? Previous TVs? <laughs> I have a little black dress. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Big event coming up tomorrow, San Rafael. Just one event in the morning from 9 to noon. Um, wakey, wakey. Eggs and bakey. Uh... Come join us as we talk a little bit wealth preservation retirement planning strategies. CFB Chad Burton will be there to uh, basically run the whole event. I'll be there to throw in some commentary on some dividends. Michelle Lerman will be there to talk a little state planning law. You heard her here yesterday talk about Robin Williams' estate and how important it is to have a trust in the state of California. If simply, you own real estate for that reason alone. Um, I'm Rob Black. I talk all things financial. You can find the event tomorrow in San Rafael at the Four Point Sheraton. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Just the morning event, afternoon event has been rained out. Joining me now, 
CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you? Doing well, how are you? Have you heard a little bit about vocal fry? In my topic du jour today. I, I, no, I haven't. There's a new study out that says your odds of getting a job are lessened if you practice vocal fry, which it sounds like this. You go, hi, <clears throat> you get really loud. You go, what do you want to do tonight, Chad? You want to grab a beer? So you have like this like flutter in your voice? Oh, it's exactly what I sound like today. It's, it's a nice sound. You like it? It's my new radio voice. But vocal fry is... um. Millennial women are using it as kind of like um, kind of a Lauren Bacall, I'm very sexy kind of thing. Cool. And uh, if you do it in a job interview, odds are you're gonna get, odds are that you're not going to get the job. <laughs> surprise, surprise, right? I have not heard of this one. Yeah, Google it when we're off. Um, let's talk taxes. Uh, first, yeah. first lesson I learned in, in business finance, in the business financial professional world, was old people don't like paying taxes. And I was right. like, but why? That means they made money. Yeah, you know, and what here's here's what sparked this topic here because you know there's all these debates going on about massive tax investment tax credits being offered or trying to pass through to get Tesla to build the plant in California rather than Nevada or Texas, right? Okay. And you hear these ridiculous arguments because what they're trying to do is create revenue out of nothing. Um, you know, if Tesla doesn't build the plant here. There's no revenue from the income taxes from the people that work there. Right. There's no economic boom. So they're trying to create something out of nothing. And when those people get the income, they end up paying taxes, which is good for the state of California. So when is, good, when is it good to pay taxes for the individual? Because like you said, people focus on minimizing their taxes throughout their entire lifetime. And then what happens is either they get nailed with taxes when their IRAs balloon and they turn 70 and a half and they're forced to take money out, or their heirs pay a massive amount of taxes on IRAs, annuities, and things like that. Right. So a couple situations when it's a good thing to pay taxes. First of all, if you're within five years from retirement, I am retiring five years or less from today. At that point in time, you need to have three years' worth of expenses, three years' worth of portfolio draws, in cash, in safe money, T-bills, CDs, things like that, FDIC insured money markets, you have to have it because if it would, in that period of time, in the next five years, the stock market corrects and you have nothing to live off of, you retire, the stock market corrects, you're selling stocks at the bottom and you will never recover. The stock market will recover as long as you're not drawing when the stocks drop. So that's a good point in time and sometimes that means you pay some taxes. Congratulations, you have gains to report that you pay taxes on versus writing off losses for 10 years like people had to do um, that I've met from you know, 2000, 2001, 2002, when they just had massive losses in their tech stocks. Explain to me how we got into this conversation because you were talking about Tesla not paying taxes mm -hmm. and paying something out of nothing at all or something like that, and now you're talking about individual taxes. Where was the jump? Well, the issue is, is that the jump is – when the people get jobs at Tesla, they have 6,500 jobs that are created from this. Okay. That's going to be in income tax source revenue for California. Right. So also that's the good also part sales. of taxes for California. So it just okay. kind of led me back to that idea okay. of taxes. Everybody tries to avoid taxes and get, gets mad when corporations get tax incentives or tax breaks, but it creates something out of nothing. It's, it, and it's the same thing. If you let your gains disappear and you don't ever pay taxes on them because the, the market corrects, you didn't pay any taxes, but you also didn't create any gains that you get to live off of. So it's kind of a big leap. I get it. But it just got me thinking about, you know, we always talk about minimizing taxes all the time. Let's talk about when it's good to pay taxes. And uh, that's the first one is that if you are within five years from retirement, you need to create that cash. Um, you can create some inside your 401k with a stable value fund or money market. You can create some in your taxable account, but you're going to pay some taxes. And congratulations, that means you probably have some gains. What's awesome about that is you said create something out of nothing at all, which brings me into Air Supply's uh, 1983 song, Making Love Out of Nothing at All. Wasn't that the cut back then? I tell you what. Um, it was number two on Billboard's yeah. charts, and, uh, uh, Air Supply, and it was considered a power ballad. Yep. That's, I, I probably still have the cassette tapes saved somewhere. Because I'm a hoarder, and I keep everything. <laughs> how, how, how often do you run into hoarders? Because I'm running into them a little bit more often. Um, <laughs> more often than I'd like. There you go. Yeah, it's 
We'll just say that. I won't name any names. I once uh, fell in love with a girl, and I, I went to meet her family. And she's right before we got to her the door, she goes, "I just got to tell you, my mom's a bit of a hoarder." <laughs> like, now you tell me. So yeah, I go into I, wondering. No, you because it, it's going to be passed on, of course. Exactly. Exactly. It's scary. I know just how to whisper, and I know how just how to cry. I know just where to find the answers, and I know just how to lie. <laughs> so, you know, little, <laughs> just put it back in your head for you. Um, anything else? Anything else we need to know about taxes? Um, yeah. So a couple things is um, obviously in the state of California, when you're high income earners, you have to be aware of the 3.8 percent Affordable Care Act tax and how that all plays in. in because sometimes if you you target, I'm going to sell something next year. But if you sell a little this year and pay a little taxes and sell a little next year and pay a little taxes, you might avoid jumping into the 20% level or the 3.8% Affordable Care Act tax, which is uh, part of you know Medicare surcharge, which catches people off guard. Um, other areas, too, is when you get overweight in your company's stock, um, and that starts to exceed 10% of your overall portfolio value, it's time to sell, pay some ga- taxes, and and diversify. I mean, because what happens is, is again, people get to retirement, they're way overweight in a specific stock. That company can have a major issue, and then a lot of your net worth is gone. You avoided taxes for nothing. Um, also, non-qualified stock options, we exercise and sell, you end up paying taxes. Okay. And a lot of people tend to hold those a little bit too long rather than diversify their portfolio. A couple other good areas, too, Rob, is um, between retirement and age 70 and a half. People try to put off their IRA withdrawals. A better option for a lot of people is to maximize the tax bracket and take a little bit out of your IRA each year and convert it to a Roth. Pay the taxes now to create a tax-free growth for the rest of your life and your family's life. Okay. Um, I like that one. And one more final one for you that people need to think about is, um, you know, back in the day, people used to buy fixed annuities, variable annuities with after-tax dollars all the time, right, Uh, when taxes were much higher. Uh, and so you have, I run into a lot of older people that have these tax deferred annuities that they might have started it with 50 and it's worth $200,000. They just let the tax issue build up, build up. And yeah, they're not paying any taxes now, but when they pass away, their heirs have to pay the taxes over a five year period at best. So grandma or grandpa might want to start withdrawing money at the lower income tax bracket now and paying the taxes if their goal is to pass that on to their kids or their grandkids, because more than likely their kids or grandkids are in a much higher tax bracket because they're still working. So you have to start thinking about, okay, somebody's going to pay the tax. Is it better if I pay it at you know 15% federal or my grandkid that's making a large California income and paying 35 36% you know, income taxes? So just some things to think about when taxes are good. Thanks very much. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He and I will be doing an event tomorrow. Um, where will we be doing this event? We will be doing it in San Rafael at the Four Points Sheraton in San Rafael, 9 to noon, 9 to noon. Um, it's Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. Chad's very, very good at public speaking, so I think you will like him. Uh, with that said, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I won't practice my vocal fry. But uh, it's a good event. It's three hours. Bring your questions. Bring your portfolios. Leave a copy of your portfolio. And uh, his group of CFPs will take a look at your holdings and give you some ideas on where you are in your life. Today, though, uh, we're looking at the S&P 500 entering its session up 1.2% for the week. Biotech companies are outperforming for the third consecutive day. July industrial production beat expectations. So we've got a lot of positives there going on. Uh, the S&P 500 is up 4 the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 17, the NASDAQ up 19. Probably the biggest development in the last two weeks is that we've really seen that the summer retail uh, action has not been good. Have you ever, you know, gone bowling and you you pull back and you got just the ball's totally loaded and you throw it? And sometimes you get a gutter and sometimes you get strikes. Or in this case, you throw it and it kind of just knocks over three pens. Eh. That's our retail of the summer. And it doesn't bode well, but it doesn't necessarily bode evil. But it's not solid data on the plus side. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back.
1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Here's an interesting one. There's a Stanford English professor, Andrea Lunsford. She knows how important social media can be, and she, you know, she writes a lot about it. Um, she's written a whole novel on it. And what's kind of interesting, um, she's gone out of her way to say, you know, parents in school should teach their kids how to tweet. I love the idea. Stop and think about it for just one second. Um, should we be teaching cursive in schools anymore? Probably not. Uh, not a lot of... I, of course we should. It's artistic. It's lovely. It's a great way of communication. But how many people actually practice it anymore? Think about it. It's not going to be used in your life very much. But how many people will get their lives ruined because they send out a stupid tweet? More than you could imagine. Um, she hates the word like. Like, why? Um... But she wrote an article or a book called Everyone's an Author, and I couldn't agree with that statement more. I have fallen in love with women before I've even met them because they can write a good email. I have said, you know, this guy's a jerk because of an email. And and I think it's really just a, a nice way of thinking. Traditional writing instruction often assumed, you know, that middle-class white, we're still writing on paper, and it's just, it's not the case anymore. Turn on your computer, write a blog post, you're an author, boom, done, just like that. Young people today want their voices heard, and I once was dating a woman, and what was interesting was she had a lot of opinions, and one of her opinions was she thought it was unfair that women had to pay more for dry cleaning than men do, and I thought about it, I'm like, you're right. For the record, I don't understand dry cleaning. It's some sort of magical, mystical process that I don't get. Just the idea of dry cleaning just doesn't jive with me. Um, but she had all these ideas about feminism and you know empowering women. And she's like, I'm gonna write a blog one day. I'm like, you should. Um, but also in her professional career, she was worried that somehow it might be perceived because she worked at a financial company, that, you know, she shouldn't be doing this. So she didn't do it. But I guess she was smart enough to realize that writing could potentially get you in trouble. So to truly give young people the ability to spread their ideas through the web, I think it's necessary to teach them specific skills on how to write for new media. Um, You know, social media, blogs, Kickstarter, as ways for getting your voices heard. Young people today are not content to sit back and just consume and swallow. Um, What's been thought and written in the past 2,500 years, they want to produce things themselves. So just throwing that out at you. I think that's a a really neat concept that we need to embrace as a society, hopefully sooner rather than later. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, money, investing, and more. You can drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Samsung paid an estimated $200 million for smart home startup called SmartThings. Um, Google's already been active in the home automation space, buying up Nest and Dropcam in the last year. Um, home security is something that's important to me. <clears throat> and now home security is even easier to pull off than ever before. Um, with the web and with sensors. And there's a company called NinjaBot Blocks that you can buy a little block. It's like the size of a soda cap. And you can aim it at your door. And if your door opens up, it'll send you an email or a text. So you can now very cheaply set up your own automation. You don't have to pay ADT whatever amount of money they want to come install their stuff and monitoring fees and it's always getting triggered and it's a piece of S system and you're like 
I hate this, and you don't, don't turn it on, you don't turn it on, then the point is to turn it on, right? But NinjaBlox has got the system that allows you to um, <clears throat> uh, set different sensors. Like, you can set it, like, for four feet in the air. So you, if your dog walks around the house, fine. But if a human starts walking around your house, it sends you a text. Now, I, have, I can only imagine how many, you know, issues you can dream up. Uh, with this scenario, uh, if you go to YouTube and hit Ninja Blocks, I think you'll see some pretty interesting uses of sensors. You know, a sensor could be, okay, if a car comes in your driveway, the garage door will open. That's pretty cool. A sensor could be used for, if a car comes in your driveway, the garage will open and the lights will come on. So, woo, now we're getting somewhere, right? At least I think we are. Um, let's see. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Market numbers today. Uh, I saw that John Deere is having a big layoff. And that's worthy of note. That causes... well. It's not that it cause, um, but the SP 500's gone negative, the Dow's gone negative, the Nasdaq's gone negative. Big event coming out this weekend in San Rafael, Four Point Sheraton. Only one event, the morning event. Afternoon event has been canceled, but the morning event is still on. Wealth Preservation and Retirement Planning from 9 to noon. Wealth Preservation and Retirement Planning from 9 to noon. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. <laughs> and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Let's bring in idea and the concept that this is your show. It's called Rob Black and Your Money. So you can contact me by calling the show 800-516-1220. You can also contact me, Rob, at robblackshow.com. So it's Rob Black and Your Money. It's a show for you. Joining me now, ZFP Chad Burton, talking about couples giving up $100,000-plus in Social Security income. What's that all about? Yeah, well... One of the hottest retirement planning topics out there right now is Social Security planning. Okay. Um, and, you know, it, it's always been out there. We've always had software to deal with maximizing Social Security, but because people are having so much trouble getting income from bonds and CDs at these all-time low interest rates, people are looking at how do I max my, my stable income in retirement. And so on average, we've always seen that, you know, if you have an age difference or one person that worked and one that didn't work as much or not at all, um, people just think, I'm going to go take Social Security at my maximum Social Security age. Or, I'm sorry, my normal retirement age, and my spouse will take a spousal benefit and we're done. There's restricted application options. There's spousal benefits, and then you can switch to your own benefit at age 70. There's all of these strategies that are out there. 
most couples are giving up about $100,000 in lifetime Social Security income because if you calculate, if, if one of you, you know, you both retire at 65, 66, and one of you lives till 86 or a little bit beyond, the income that people receive from Social Security is on average somewhere between 500 and 1.2 million, depending on how much you worked and how much you earned. It's a lot of money, and so by doing it wrong, you're giving up a lot. Now, Financial Engines—that's that company that gets tied to a lot of 401k plans to help people deal with asset allocation. Sure. Uh, an executive there was recently quoted that the number is more like $250,000. So to give you an idea, you have two spouses that worked. Let's say husband had the higher income um, and wife also worked. Um, husband can go in and file a file and suspend his benefit. So I'm, hey, I want to file so my wife can take a spousal benefit, but I'm not going to take my benefit till 70 he waits until 70 to take it. He gets about an 8% rate of return on his money. It's a huge check. He goes to start taking it at 70. Between 65 or 66 and 70, the wife takes a spousal benefit and then switches to her own benefit at age 70, which is much higher. And that's a lot of extra money that people don't realize is out there. So that's one thing I'll be talking about on, on Saturday is giving examples of that. Um, also, tax-efficient investing. Now, there's two pieces of this. On the wealth accumulation side, that's holding the right assets in the right places. So you have large cap, mid cap, small cap, international emerging market stocks. Where do those get held? You have taxable bonds, tax-free bonds. It's pretty simple where those get held, right? But what about other things like small, uh, like real estate investment trust commodities, TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, those types of things. And speaking of that, Bonds and bond alternatives, because bonds is a much harder area to manage right now um, than stocks, in my opinion, just because of where interest rates are and where the yield curve is. The spread between conservative bonds and very risky bonds is very narrow right now. Um, people are really taking a lot of risk in their bond portfolios, and they don't probably even know what that risk is. We'll talk about that as well. Okay, you know, changing topics ever so slightly, you know, not aggressively. Um, estate planning. What do we yeah. need to know that you're going to talk about at the event on estate planning? Yeah, and we have uh, Michelle Lerman, estate planning attorney um, there, that's going to talk about many of these issues as well. But um, really what it is is simplifying your trust, most of the trust that we're reading. Give me an example of if you have a trust that was several years old. The laws have changed so much. We were reading a trust recently, and the way that the new amount – that you can pass on your heirs' work. Basically, this trust, money would have gone from uh, this couple, it would have skipped their children and gone to the grandchildren. The kids would have been cut out of the picture altogether because of the way that the formula, the estate tax formula has changed. So people probably need to simplify their trust. If they haven't done a trust review in the last two years, your trust is out of date and it probably does something you don't want it to do. It probably creates actually extra income taxes to your heirs that it doesn't need to. But at the same time, when you do you redo your trust documents, you can pass a lot more on to your kids, but you also need to protect your kids because you also are able to pass a lot and let your spouse hold it. But, you know, let's say you pass away at an early age. Odds are your spouse is going to get remarried. So if they get remarried, things like IRAs, stuff like that, that automatically goes to the spouse. They automatically have, just just by becoming your spouse, a right to that money. Um, so how do you protect your kids from your spouse remarrying if you pass away? Or to protect your kids, because a lot of times the kids inherit money at an age where they end up getting divorced and losing half the family money. So really you know, good creative ways to protect your kids from remarriage, from divorce, lawsuits, liabilities. But at the same time, you don't want to have that, you know, typical spoiled trust baby out there, right? I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind being that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind either. I can tell you the truth. Be, be nice to be re, re, reborn that way, huh? <laughs> That's for sure. It's uh, got to be large enough. That's the thing is that you know, a thirty thirty year old person, they could look at a million dollars, think it's going to, you know, give them enough money for the rest of their lives. They, you know, quit their job. They don't go to college. They don't take an active role in managing it. They spend, 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 and then they're 60 years old and they're broke. So good job, trust baby. So can I, can I offer you an offer? Uh, you leave your life right now and you're reborn as Paris Hilton. Would you do it? Oh boy. 
come on, think about it. That's hot. <laughs> it's a tough one. Maybe for a day. <laughs> what do you say to people who are close to retiring but are concerned about a slow-growing U.S. economy? It's it's out there, you know. Yeah, some yeah and you know, and we're getting the Empire Manufacturing number today. That it was, I don't, you know, taking a look at numbers, economic numbers, and in the month of August is a little bit silly. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but half the emails I'm sending out, I'm getting the vacation responses. Um, and the problem is, is that especially older people, they, they get focused so much on what's going on in the U.S. economy. And so the first thing to, to realize is that well over half of the revenues of the S&P 500 companies is coming from overseas. Yep. So it's not just dependent on what's going on in the U.S. economy. It's the global economy, and the rapid-growing middle class and many frontier and emerging markets that are out there. So think globally. Don't just get worried about what's going on in just the U.S., um, because of the tax inversion issue of these companies going overseas to, you know, buying another company but going to their country to domicile to avoid U.S. taxes, this is taxing or you know really sparking tax reform growth. Our tax code is so silly, Rob. I mean, it is it's a joke globally, um, and it's actually stunting growth economically. There's too many uncertainties in it. So I think we'll see tax reform in the next uh, three to six years, which could extend the bull market because tax reform tends to spark growth. Um, so that that's what could keep this economy moving forward. Um, but also the other thing you have to, to talk about is say, look, these, these issues are real. There is uh, uh, you know, a growing Federal Reserve balance sheet. It's not ridiculous compared to like Japan and other places. But we're probably in a very low interest rate environment. So watch your expenses as you go into retirement. Know what you're spending. Know what you can spend based on your portfolio value. But also, bonds are wrap it up. super attractive. Thanks so. very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Big event coming up this weekend. Sign up at robblack.com. Going to be at the Four Points by Sher- at Sheraton in San Rafael, California. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Got some social media that you can contact me at. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook, Cron4, Rob Black. Or my group page is I Hate Rob Black. So, uh, I'm kind of accessible. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and much, 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 much more. Taking a look at some of the top stories of the day. Um, I don't think anything is jumping out that's terribly abnormal. We're entering the day poised to have a positive week after a couple, three, I believe it has been negative weeks. I don't jump up and down. It's not my thing. I don't get, I'm not excitable. There's a song called Excitable Boy. I'm not him. Police uh, have named an officer in the Missouri shooting, uh, involved in last Saturday's fatal shooting in Missouri that's led to a lot of outrage. Um, new documents allegedly tying Mr. Brown to an apparent robbery of a convenience store shortly before the shooting. Um, I don't try to get into issues like that other than to say I, I get social unrest, but I'm not smart enough to really do a talk show about that. Um, and I don't think that's really where you want me. I think what you want me on is the, you know, how do I get to retirement? Apple's making a lot of new screens, for instance, with Sapphire screens. 
And we started off just putting sapphire on the camera lens. Now they're going to do it on the whole case. There's nothing... Do you remember the first time you were at a restaurant when iPads first came out? And uh, you'd hear someone drop it and go, Oh, poop! And you just could hear it crack. Like It kind of made you smirk a little bit. Or you'd go to your friend's house and the, their iPhone would be all crack and busted and janky. And you'd be like, What's up with your ghetto phone? I'm like, It's broken. It still works, but it's broken. That just makes me sad when I see that. I'm a sad donkey. Yaw. So Apple's got this big factory in Arizona that does these sapphire screens that are pretty incredible. There's a YouTube video on a guy basically trying to scratch one of them. And it's the purported new iPhone 6 uh, screen. I don't know if I could say anything else other than that. Um, I, I think it's worthy of note on that level and that level alone. There's a you know uh, a pretty big report out that has probably caused the market a little bit of panic, a little bit of stress. The Ukrainian military has reportedly attacked and destroyed a part of a Russian military column that had crossed the border through the separatist-held border post of Izverin. The destruction of the Russian military vehicles will only further increase tensions over the weekend. And the market was having a good day, and then the market wasn't having a good day. And in the end, political forces and political headlines, they will change the landscape. Not to the point of drama, but they will change the landscape. Um, in the long term, the earnings, won't, the earnings will come back. Unless we've embarked on a path where Russia is just going to totally never ever play along with the European Union and or the United States ever again. Um, I think we're all in the frame of mind that things will settle down like they always have. But I guess I shouldn't say that knowingly, completely, um, definitively. So markets turned red after headlines. And again, I look for buying opportunities. What's happening right now in Russia and Israel is a great opportunity for people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. For people in their 60s who are ready to retire, it's probably going to cause a little bit more stress. But their portfolio should probably be set up to withstand a little bit more stress, if that makes any sense at all. I hope it does, because it makes sense to me. Other big stories of note today. SeaWorld has revamped their killer whale habitats. They're making them bigger, um, bowing to pressure. Um, good, right? Any extra room that those whales can get is fantastic. Um, it's a big part of tourism in California, and it's going to cost them a lot of money. But documentary comes out that says, you know, killer whale has to live in a tank the size of your bathtub at home, which, you know, documentaries can, you know, affect social opinion for sure. And in this case, it's, it's made some change. Now, how fast does SeaWorld change? You know, their stock got crushed this week because of, you know, some of the realities that people are upset. <clears throat> Other big stories of note. Uh, Coke, Coca-Cola, has agreed to pay $2.1 billion, and they've bought a 16.7% stake in Monster Beverage as part of a deal that combines the company's energy drinks. Uh, Coca-Cola has not had a lot of success in cracking the energy drink formula, so they badly need some big new ideas. Global soda sales growth is slowing for a third straight year. The company missed its overall targets last year as a result of Diet Coke falling off a cliff. In a risky bid to jolt sagging sales, Coke is paying $2 billion plus to acquire a 16% stake in an energy drink maker, Monster Beverage. That's um, a, it's a story, you know. I get it. It's one of those headlines that we, we have to trudge through a little bit because I don't think that's the end-all, be-all tech headline, uh, headline of the day. So again, don't get too caught up in negative headlines, uh, especially tied towards politics. Um, let's see, is there anything else that we need to hit? I think I've hit on this a little bit. Twitter's changing its policies following harassment of Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda. 
she posts a loving, sweet tribute to her father. And people started, you know, uh, tweeting to her pictures of her dad with a rope around his neck. Just what we would refer to as monsters. People have a lot of courage uh, when they're on social media that they would never say that in, in real life. And there's this boxer in London, which I love the story. Someone was trash talking him. Uh, and he's a boxer, and you know, someone was tweeting him like, "Oh, you're a girly man. Oh, you're, you know, sissy boy." And he basically finds the guy and goes to his house and knocks on his door with a filming film crew. And the guy's like, "I love you. You're the greatest boxer of all time." And like, he starts gushing. Twitter needs to hire someone to do that. Just go to people's doors and say, "Did you really, really?" And with a film crew, and suddenly you're going to find that bullies aren't that tough, right? Big event coming up. This weekend, San Rafael tomorrow from 9 to noon, 9 to noon. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. If you're 40 plus years old and you're heading towards retirement, this is a great event for you. You can sign up today at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. The afternoon event has been canceled, but the morning event is still a go. Well, he's just an excitable boy. And your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, political unrest in Israel and Palestinian governments. Problems with Russia and Ukraine. Those are political headlines. In the end, we care more about earnings, so we'll play the game of, you know, which is more important in the short term. It, it could be anything. This market has been so hot for such a long period of time that you want down days and down weeks and down months and down quarters. Uh, eventually, it's going to correct. It doesn't always go higher. And when it does correct, it's a little less painful if you've had some um, mini-corrections along the way. So police in Missouri named the officer involved in last Saturday's fatal shooting of Michael Brown and released new documents allegedly tying Mr. Brown to a robbery of a convenience store shortly before the shooting. Um, I don't know. Someone else in conservative talk radio or liberal talk radio will talk about the story and how we need to do something about it. I won't. I'm not smart enough. Um, and I kind of hit that, and I stick with that. Um, what I do try to do is get you to retirement. So I will take a look at the headlines and try to help decipher them for you. You know, uh, problems in Russia and the Ukraine equals lower oil prices which could create a situation where a Chevron or an Exxon go lower. But that could create a situation where, you know, if you're in your 20s and you believe oil's going to be around for a while, you go, hey, this is a great opportunity. But you have to always look at it kind of in that way. J.C. Penney rebound is gaining some traction. Penney's took another step away from the brink. He reported higher sales, wider margins, and a smaller quarterly loss. Um, I don't believe the future of super big department stores is all that bright. I don't think people like going to them as much as they used to. You know, in the past it used to be like we were impressed by like let's take a look, let's go take a look at twenty refrigerators, and we'd be like, ooh, look, this one makes ice, and I just don't think we're all that impressed anymore. Um, Coke bought a stake in Monster Beverage. I think that was. Pretty wise move. Um, even though it's still staggering how many people drink Coca-Cola and Diet Cokes and, you know, Coca-Cola sells water and Coca-Cola sells orange juice. Um, it To me, it's pretty amazing of, 
if you take, you know, 8 billion people, 2 billion Cokes are drank a day. So that's typically, you know, you could say what's one in four people, or it's one person drinking a billion, another person drinking another billion. It's just two people drinking two billion sodas a day. Um, Walmart cut their profit outlook. This was, the last couple of weeks has been kind of interesting. We've seen a weaker retail environment. And I think that bodes well for real estate. No, it bodes poorly for real estate. How are you tying that to real estate? Um, people aren't really getting wage increases because if they were, they'd probably be sh shopping at lower income places. Um, in the end, you want a healthy real estate market where the low end says, you know what, honey, we've been living in the ghetto for too long. Let's go. Let's go get a nice house in the suburbs. And then the middle class people are saying like, hey, you know, I, I'm at the tail end of my career. I want a big house with a swimming pool. So they kind of support each other. And the high end, like, you know what, I need a, I need a house in the Hamptons to go with my house in the uh, Beverly Hills. So, and that kind of, it's an ecology. So when you see retailers struggling, it's telling you that there's not a lot of wage growth out there. And people are starting to save as much as they can, as often as they can, or they're just not having enough to go from paycheck to paycheck, or they just don't feel that comfortable. And that's a recipe for bad things for real estate down the road. Now, some people go as far as say real estate's different this time. It's very super high end. Um, you know, everyone wants it. It always goes up. And I think that's crap. They were saying the same thing in 2006. So most of the people that bought in 2002 to 2006, most of them, you know, a large portion of them are still underwater. Um, so... Try not to be speculative with your ideas and, and like, oh, this time it's different. Um, and do see that, you know, the elbow is connected to the, you know, the foot bone in the world of economics. We want a healthy ecology. Um, and if you start thinking of investing as more of an ecology, it'll help enormously. So Walmart cutting their profit outlook. Not good. Not good. Um... Cliff's Natural Resources said it expects to make a payment of about $11 million to former CEO Gary Halverson in connection with the termination of his employment. He was in the position for only six months. Um, I'm, I'm stunned at compensation levels for executives, but if you can get it, get it. But I think corporate boards are going to have to start acting a little bit more in shareholder best interest sometimes. Um, six months is not enough time to to earn a $11 million payout for most people in most worlds. Um, you can drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Samsung bought into a home-connected startup technology thing, company called SmartThings. More and more things inside your house are going to be connecting to your wireless router sooner rather than later. Not just your TV, your smoke alarm, uh, many, 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 many things. Uh, locks. I don't know if you've seen the lock that can be unlocked with your cell phone. Anyhow, anyway, a uh, big event coming up in San Rafael. Sign up for it tomorrow at uh, Four Points Sheraton. Sign up for it at robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.